You can save every day by shopping at Whole Foods Market. Seriously, don't just go for the big sales. They have literally thousands of low-priced goods with their house brand, 365 by Whole Foods Market, while at happy prices, limited-time seasonal flavors, and all the quality you expect, like no high-fructose corn syrup or over 300 other ingredients banned from all the food they sell. There's so many ways to save at Whole Foods Market. Now you know. Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Money Girl podcast. I'm Laura Adams, your host and personal finance expert on the show since 2008. My mission is to help you live rich and love the journey. Yes, you heard new show intro music today. I hope you like the update. We're, you know, trying to keep things fresh for you. I am very grateful that you are here, that you've downloaded the show. I think it's going to be a really good one especially if you are interested in business, having your own business, that is. When you're starting out, when you're thinking about a business or, you know, you're in those initial stages, keeping great records probably is not at the top of your to-do list. Most new entrepreneurs are so focused on finding customers and building revenue that I think everything else can take a back seat. But whether you like record keeping or not, I have to break some bad news to you. It is actually one of the most important responsibilities that you have when you're self-employed. The success of your business depends on how you manage data, how you account for financial transactions, and how you store and retrieve your records. So I'm going to cover eight record-keeping rules that will help you stay compliant with the IRS. That's very important. And it will also help you better understand your business now and in the future. And at the end of the show, you're also going to hear a short clip from my guest appearance on episode two of the Save Space podcast. It's called Managing Your Business. So this topic will go along with that. You may remember a couple of weeks ago, I played the episode one for you about managing household expenses. So this is in that same series of podcasts, and it'll be a short clip right at the end. Since I think this will be a fairly long show, I won't include a very long clip. This is episode number 610 called Eight Essential Record-Keeping Rules for the Self-Employed. All right, let's get into the content for today. The first tip I'm going to cover is very important. Number one, separate your business from personal expenses. So to properly track money that moves in and out of your business, all financial transactions have got to be kept in their own set of accounting records. This separation is essential so that you can easily monitor the progress of your business, plan for the future, and create financial statements for a certain period, such as monthly or annual statements. And down the road, if you want to work with partners or maybe investors or even sell your business, 
Having good, correct financial records and reports will be essential. Additionally, you need good records for accurate federal, state, and local tax preparation. Precise business data is what allows you to identify sources of income, track tax-deductible expenses, and prepare various tax returns. So the bottom line here is that without proper record-keeping and a good system in place, tracking the details of your business and complying with the law is probably going to be close to impossible. So very, very important. All right, tip number two, get a separate bank account for your business. So you may be thinking, well, how do I keep everything separate? The easiest way to keep your personal and business transactions completely separate is just to have a bank account for your business. This is where you deposit your business revenue and withdraw all of your business expenses. Be aware that most business accounts are designed to handle a large number of transactions. They also offer a variety of services, such as lines of credit and sweep accounts. These are accounts that will actually move balances over a certain limit into another account so it can earn more interest. And all these additional business banking services do come with relatively high monthly fees compared to a personal checking account, which may be free in most cases. So my advice, if you're just starting out, or let's say you just don't have many business transactions, that's the case with my business. There's just not a whole lot of transactions that I have to manage. You might opt for a second checking account at your existing bank. And even if the account isn't technically in the name of your business and it's not technically a business account, you could choose to use that second account just for your business. Now, another option for solopreneurs like me who typically have very few business transactions is to use your personal checking account for business. Now, I I know that goes against what I just said, but if you can be meticulous about labeling business items, it can work. And this is actually what I do. However, if you're not extremely thorough and organized about identifying those few business transactions and labeling them as business transactions, this is not the method for you. The same is also true of using a credit card for your business purposes. You can apply for a card that is just in your business's name and use that just for your business expenses to keep it completely separate. Or you can purchase business items using a personal credit card. Again, as long as you make sure that those business transactions get labeled correctly. My bank and credit card transactions get imported automatically into my bookkeeping software. That's where I assign them to categories. So all my business revenue and business expenses are clearly labeled so that I can quickly run reports using my software to see what's going on with my business and to keep up with tax-related items. Tip number three, find an accounting system suited to your business. So as I mentioned with bookkeeping, the software you use, the program that you use is critical. And I recommend that every business owner use a computerized system. If you're starting out as a solopreneur or a small business with just a few employees, you probably need a very simple system. And as your business grows, you can always expand it if you need additional features, such as more detailed tracking and reporting. 
FreshBooks is a system that I have really enjoyed using. It's a very simple cloud-based system and app. It's good for any, I would say, solopreneur or small business. It allows you to automate tasks such as invoicing, organizing expenses, tracking your time. That's great if you work on projects and you, you know, really have to track your time for billing purposes. It's great for accepting payments and even following up with clients. You can enroll in a starter package on Fresh books for about $10 a month. QuickBooks is another program that I use. It is very robust. It's uh, available as a desktop software or as a cloud-based system. And it comes in a variety of product versions. So it's suitable for small businesses and even up to medium-sized businesses. It can handle any task, including budgeting, tracking assets, inventory, sales tax, and even auto mileage. Prices vary from the low end at about $7 per month up to their top-end software version, which has tons of flexibility. And that's just over $1,000. I would say that most small business accounting programs are easy to use, even if you're not an accountant. They typically allow you to upload images of your receipts and documents, and you can automatically import data from your financial institutions, like your bank and your credit cards. So before making a big software purchase, make sure that the program can handle all of your needs, such as billing for project time, collecting and paying local sales tax, having multiple multiple users, and accepting payments online. And if you can do a free trial just to check it out at first, that's definitely a smart way to go. Tip number four, have a backup plan. One benefit of using a cloud-based system instead of installing software on a local computer is that you're less likely to lose the data. Online programs, they update, they save automatically in the background, and you don't even know it's happening. Plus, you can access your business records from anywhere you have an internet connection. But there is a downside. Of course, the downside is that with an online system, you've got to pay a monthly fee to access your data. And if you don't have an internet connection, you can't get your data and you're kind of lost. You can't access your business information. With software, you make a one-time purchase and then you own the program. And of course, you own the data that you have added into that program. Just be sure to back up any bookkeeping software that you have with a separate hard drive or using a remote server such as Amazon S3. That's one that I've used a lot and really enjoy. That backup will make it less likely that a computer failure or some kind of software glitch could cause you to lose your business information. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. 
If you're like me, this spring is pretty rough on allergies. Sometimes you just don't even want to go outside. But luckily for those that live with the symptoms of allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in one pill that relieve your symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. It's a double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available. It relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, sinus congestion, and pressure with ease. Claritin D starts working fast, like as little as 30 minutes, and it's non-drowsy relief, so you still make the most of the day. If you're ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. You can find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. You want to ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. All right, we're on tip number five, which is use record-keeping to simplify tax preparation. As I mentioned, having sound business records is critical for accurately filing and paying various types of of tax, like federal, state, and local taxes. Every business must pay income tax, and some must pay additional types of tax, such as estimated quarterly income tax, self-employment tax, sales tax, and employment tax. Not setting aside enough income to pay your taxes is a common mistake that many new solopreneur and small businesses make. So remember that when you're an employee, all your taxes, including federal and state income tax, your Social Security and Medicare, all of those are withheld from your paycheck. Plus, your employer pays a portion of those taxes for you. But when you work for yourself, well, you are going to be responsible for paying 100% of your tax bill. And believe me, that takes a lot of new business owners by surprise. The IRS does allow you to choose any record-keeping system you like, as long as it clearly shows your income and your expenses for your business. Many computerized systems include the ability to issue tax forms to vendors and run year-end accounting reports. So definitely look for those features in whatever type of system that you use. My sixth rule for you is always get receipts for business purposes. While being self-employed means that you're responsible for paying more taxes than an employee, the upside is that you do get to claim many tax deductions. And if you're not clear what I'm talking about, a tax deduction is an amount of money that actually reduces the amount of your taxable income, which lowers the amount of federal and state tax that you must pay. But the proof that you have a valid tax deduction is on you as a business owner. So that means you've got to keep supporting documents, such as your receipts, invoices, any payments to employees, etc. However, you can store all of these critical documents digitally 
instead of as paper records, if you wish. And if the IRS audits any of your tax returns, you're going to be asked to explain exactly how you calculated the taxes that you paid. So anytime you make a business expense, be sure to label your paper receipt or add a description in your bookkeeping program to help you remember what its business purpose was. In general, the IRS accepts credit card statements as proof of expense claims. But the more detail that you've got in your record-keeping system, the better. So try to get in the habit of taking photos of your receipts and uploading them to your computerized program or storing them in an online filing system. Having a complete set of paper or electronic records is going to make a business tax audit go a lot faster and help you avoid any potential penalties. Number seven, know how long to keep business records. This is a common question that I get. So in addition to keeping good business records, entrepreneurs need to know the rules for keeping them. According to the IRS, small business tax returns must generally be kept for three years with the following exceptions. If you have employees, you need to keep your employment records for four years. If you underreport income, which I don't recommend that you do, you need to keep your records for six years. If you claim a loss from securities or bad debts, you've got to keep your records for seven years. And if you file a fraudulent return, you need to keep your records indefinitely, which always cracks me up because I feel like if anybody files a fraudulent return, they're probably not going to keep it. But that's what the IRS says. So instead of getting hung up on all these different retention periods, I recommend that you just cover all the bases by keeping your business financial records for seven years, okay? So just keep them for seven. And if you digitize all of these tax records, it's gonna be really easy to store them indefinitely if you wish, because you can just have them on a hard drive or a cloud-based storage system. And if you get audited, the IRS can accept those electronic records from most accounting software programs. All right, we're at our last tip. Number eight is get help from a professional. Most business owners should meet with a tax accountant or a CPA to understand tax requirements and get some help setting up an accounting system and a record-keeping system that can work for them. So I recommend that you find a tax professional who is familiar with the type of work you do or the industry that you're in. And, you know, if you don't have time to manage any of your financial records, you can get an accountant or a bookkeeper to do all of that for you for a monthly fee. Of course, I think it's a good idea to be very involved with what's going on with the finances in your business. But you can pay an accountant uh, for that monthly service or you can just pay an accountant for a year-end tax preparation service, which is what I do. Additionally, you may have other records or contracts to keep for legal purposes for your business. Definitely check with an attorney to get some help for understanding the legal requirements and the statutes of limitations in your state. Like many administrative tasks related to running a business, Managing your books and record keeping requires discipline, even though you may not enjoy it. If you follow these rules, you will definitely stay out of trouble. You will save time doing taxes and have a smoother running operation all year long. I hope these tips will help you with your small business. And without further ado, here is a clip 
from my guest appearance on the Save Space podcast. Everybody defines success differently. And especially if you're starting a new business, you might have a benchmark in your head. You're thinking, if I can make this much money a year, then I'm a success. How do you really manage those expectations, especially starting out of the gate? It's tough because I love having role models. People need role models for their business and, and you know other things that they want to accomplish in life. But you also want to be careful that you're not judging yourself against those role models the success they have does not necessarily need to equal your success. You know, how can you think about your authentic self? It all comes down to being authentic, having balance, having freedom. I mean, those are the things for me that personally define success. So, you know, money is certainly a part of it, but also freedom and flexibility, being able to be myself in the work that I do, that is how I, I really define success. So you've got to make that definition for yourself. Don't put too much pressure on yourself in the beginning. Get those role models, but don't feel crushed if you're not making what they're making or accomplishing what they make right out of the gate. Absolutely. I'm a small business owner myself. I've got to say, one of the things that I was very cognizant of when I was starting my business how do I start this business? How do I pour my time and energy into it? But how do I protect my personal assets? I don't want my business to fail and have the bank come and take my house. So what are some of the ways that people really need to educate themselves once they have this side hustle that's really turning into a growing business? What do they need to look at? How do you protect your personal assets and keep them separate from your business? This is really important because you've got to set up an entity for your business. And in most cases, you don't need to do it immediately. I will say, let's let's say after $10,000, if you've made $10,000 in a year, that's a good point to say, okay, I've got some income here that I need to protect. Maybe it means setting up an LLC. Maybe it means some kind of partnership, just depending on what you're doing. You need some help here. So I would okay. say, talk to an attorney, talk to somebody that can help you. There are certainly templates that you can use to set this up. But if you've got any complexity going on with your business, any special liabilities there, definitely get some help. But yeah, you do want to separate everything going on with the business from personal. That applies to your accounts, bank accounts, mm-hmm. credit cards, right? Try to separate as much as you can so that you are seeing those business expenses separately and that you can use those for valid tax deductions. It all comes back to taxes, which is how <laughs> we started. It's full circle. Friends, if you're out there and you're thinking about starting a business, I have to tell you, you need to listen to more of Laura because she has some great tips. You can find the Money Girl podcast on TuneIn and other places where podcasts are held. Thank you so much for coming in. Oh, my pleasure. If you enjoyed that short clip, I hope you'll check out the full episode. We'll include a link to the Save Space podcast in the notes for the show, which are in the Money Girls section at quickanddirtytips.com. If you have a money question or an idea for a future show topic, you know that I would love to hear it. We have a voicemail line set up just for you, and so I hope that you will call in with your question or comment. The number is 302-364-0308 to leave your message. Or you can email me by visiting my contact page at lauradadams.com. 
Money Girl is produced by the audio wizard, Steve Rickyberg, with editorial support from Karen Hertzberg. If you've been enjoying the podcast, your rating and review on Apple Podcasts would be most appreciated. It's an easy, quick thing that you can do to show your support and also help new listeners find the show. You might also like the backlist episodes and show notes that are always available at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Hi, I'm Josie. My daughter turns five today. I'm also an Ohio State Highway Patrol trooper. When you move over and slow down, you're making sure I can get home to celebrate with my daughter. When you see flashing lights, remember, they're not just roadside workers. Thank you for moving over and slowing down. 